I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I have developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today's reading is Leviticus chapters 22 and 23. In Leviticus chapter 22, we have some special stipulations for priests. Verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and to his sons, that they separate themselves from the holy things of the children of Israel, and that they profane not my holy name in those things which they hallow unto me. I am the Lord. Say unto them, Whosoever he be of all your seed among your generations that goeth unto the holy things which the children of Israel hallow unto the Lord, having his uncleanness upon him, that soul shall be cut off from my presence. I am the Lord. What man soever of the seed of Aaron is a leper, or hath a running issue, he shall not eat of the holy things until he be clean. And whoso toucheth anything that is unclean by the dead, or man whose seed goeth from him, or whosoever toucheth any creeping thing, whereby he may be made unclean, or a man of whom he may take uncleanness, whatsoever uncleanness he hath, the soul which hath touched any such shall be unclean until even, and shall not eat of the holy things, unless he wash his flesh with water. And when the sun is down, he shall be clean, and shall afterward eat of the holy things, because it is his food. That which dieth of itself or is torn with beast, he shall not eat to defile himself therewith. I am the Lord. They shall therefore keep mine ordinance, lest they bear sin for it, and die therefore if they profane it. I, the Lord, do sanctify them. There shall no stranger eat of the holy thing. A sojourner, or the priest, or an hired servant shall not eat of the holy thing. But if the priest buy any soul with his money, he shall eat of it. And he that is born in his house, they shall eat of his meat. If the priest's daughter also be married unto a stranger, she may not eat of an offering of the holy things. But if the priest's daughter be a widow, or divorced, and have no child, and is returned into her father's house, as in her youth, she shall eat of her father's meat, but there shall no stranger eat thereof. And if a man eat of the holy thing unwittingly, then he shall put the fifth part thereof unto it, and shall give it unto the priest with the holy thing. And they shall not profane the holy things of the children of Israel, which they offer unto the Lord, or suffer them to bear the iniquity of trespass, when they eat their holy things, for I, the Lord, do sanctify them. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron, and to his sons, and unto all the children of Israel, and say unto them, Whatsoever he be of the house of Israel, or of the strangers in Israel, they will offer his oblation for all his vows, and for all his freewill offerings, which they will offer unto the Lord for a burnt offering. Ye shall offer at your own will a male without blemish of the beeves of the sheep or of the goats. But whatsoever hath a blemish, that shall ye not offer, for it shall not be acceptable for you. And whosoever offereth the sacrifice of peace offerings unto the Lord to accomplish his vow, or freewill offering in beeves or sheep, it shall be perfect to be accepted, there shall be no blemish therein. Blind, or broken, or maimed, or having a wind, or scurvy, or scabbed, ye shall not offer these unto the Lord, nor make an offering by fire of them upon the altar unto the Lord. 
either a bullock or a lamb that hath anything superfluous or lacking in his parts, that mayest thou offer for a freewill offering. But for a vow it shall not be accepted. Ye shall not offer unto the Lord that which is bruised or crushed or broken or cut, neither shall ye make any offering thereof in your land. Neither from a stranger's hand shall ye offer the bread of your God of any of these, because their corruption is in them, and blemishes be in them. They shall not be accepted for you. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, When a bullock or sheep or goat is brought forth, then it shall be seven days under the dam, and from the eighth day and thenceforth it shall be accepted for an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And whether it be a cow or you, ye shall not kill it, and her young both in one day. And when ye will offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord, offer it at your own will. On the same day it shall be eaten up, ye shall leave none of it until the morrow. I am the Lord. Therefore shall ye keep my commandments and do them. I am the Lord. Neither shall ye profane my holy name. But I will be hallowed among the children of Israel. I am the Lord which hallow you. That brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. The Hebrew word nazar, translated separate themselves from in verse 2, means that the priest should treat the holy things as sacred or sanctified. In keeping with that introduction to this chapter, a priest with any of the issues of uncleanness found in the preceding chapters would make that priest disqualify for any of his ceremonial duties. We see that in verses 1 through 9 here. Several, but not all, of those incidents which cause one to be unclean are specified in verses 4 through 8. Notice the gravity of such a blatant disregard by the priest of this provision in verse 3 when it says, That soul shall be cut off from my presence. And no stranger was to eat a sanctified thing either, verses 10 through 16. We see in Leviticus chapters 1 through 7 that some of the sacrifices made by the priest on behalf of the people, like peace offerings, also specified that a portion of that sacrifice would provide for the food of the priest and the Levites. If the priest happened to have outside guests in his home when he arrived there with his altar food, only those born in that household or slaves bought by the priest were permitted to partake of the offering that he brought home. Since no cattle were to be slaughtered outside of this procedure of sacrificing, if you wanted to partake of some of the meat of your herd, it was necessary to bring it to the priest as a peace offering. The one who brought the sacrifice was able to take a portion of the meat back with him to his house for consumption, while the priest was given a portion for his household according to the specifications that we see in Leviticus chapter 17. Now, it occurs to me that without this provision on behalf of the priest, those priests would come home to a full house of guests every day. I mean, what some folks won't do for a good old steak. Oh, and the priest's daughter, she lost a benefit when she married, according to verse 12. In that scenario, the daughter of the priest lost her meal ticket as well. However, verse 13 says, in essence, lose the husband and you get your meal ticket back again. And don't even think about bringing an inferior animal for sacrifice. Those are specified in verses 17 to 28. Those offerings simply would not be accepted. There are some interesting provisions in verses 27 and 28 that protect an animal from being sacrificed, if only for a few additional days. All cattle were permitted to live at least for their first seven days in this world. According to verse 29, there was no specified occasion for these offerings. They were to be offered it says, at your own will. 
Verse 30 specifies that the Hebrews could not stockpile their meat. It had to be eaten the same day it was offered before the priest. These offerings were just as much part of the Mosaic law as those offerings that were mandated according to verses 31 through 33. In Leviticus chapter 23, we see the seven of the nine Jewish festivals that were specified to, we'll say more about in a few moments, that were specified later. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feast. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, and holy convocation. Ye shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which ye shall proclaim in their seasons. In the fourteenth day of the first month at even is the Lord's Passover. And on the fifteenth day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread unto the Lord. Seven days ye must eat unleavened bread. In the first day ye shall have an holy convocation. Ye shall do no several work therein. But ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord seven days. In the seventh day is an holy convocation. Ye shall do no several work therein. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye be come into the land which I have given to you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then ye shall bring a sheaf of the firstfruits of your harvest unto the priest. And he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted for you. On the morrow after the Sabbath the priest shall wave it. And he shall offer that day when you wave the sheaf and he lamb without blemish of the first year for a burnt offering unto the Lord. And the meat offering thereof shall be two-tenth deals of fine flour mingled with oil, an offering made by fire unto the Lord for a sweet savor, and the drink offering thereof shall be of wine, the fourth part of an hen. And ye shall eat neither bread, nor parched corn, nor green ears, until the selfsame day that ye have brought an offering unto your God. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations and all your dwellings. And ye shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that ye brought the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Even unto the morrow after the seventh Sabbath shall ye number fifty days, and ye shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord." You shall bring out of your habitations two wave loaves of two-tenth deals. They shall be of fine flour. They shall be baking with leaven. They are the first fruits unto the Lord. And he shall offer with the bread seven lambs without blemish of the first year, and one young bullock, and two rams. They shall be for a burnt offering unto the Lord, with their meat offering and their drink offerings, even an offering made by fire of sweet savor unto the Lord." Then he shall sacrifice one kid of the goats for a sin offering, and two lambs of the first year for a sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall wave them with the bread of the first fruits for a wave offering before the Lord. With the two lambs they shall be holy to the Lord for the priest. And he shall proclaim on the selfsame day that it may be an holy convocation unto you. He shall do no servile work therein. It shall be a statute forever in all your dwellings throughout your generations." And when you reap the harvest of your land, thou shalt make clean riddance of the corners of thy field. When thou reapest, neither shalt thou gather any gleaning of thy harvest. Thou shalt leave them unto the poor, and to the stranger. I am the Lord your God. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, and the first day of the month, shall ye have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, and holy convocation. Ye shall do no several work therein, but ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. 
And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Also in the tenth day of the seventh month there shall be a day of atonement. It shall be an holy convocation unto you, and ye shall afflict your souls, and offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And ye shall do no work in the same day, for it is a day of atonement, to make an atonement for you before the Lord. For whatsoever so it be that shall not be afflicted in that same day, he shall be cut off from among his people. And whatsoever so it be that doeth any work in that same day, the same soul will I destroy from among his people. Ye shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations and all your dwellings. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest, and ye shall afflict your souls. On the ninth day of the month at even, from even unto even, shall ye celebrate your Sabbath. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speaking to the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of this month shall be the feast of the tabernacles for seven days unto the Lord. On the first day shall be an holy convocation. You shall do no several work therein. Seven days you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. On the eighth day shall be an holy convocation unto you. And he shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. It is a solemn assembly, and he shall do no several work therein. These are the feasts of the Lord which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, to offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord, a burnt offering, and a meat offering, a sacrifice, and drink offerings, everything upon his day. Beside the Sabbaths of the Lord, and beside your gifts, and beside all your vows, and beside all your freewill offerings which ye give unto the Lord. Also on the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when ye have gathered in the fruit of the land, ye shall keep a feast unto the Lord seven days. On the first day shall be a Sabbath, and on the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. And ye shall take you on the first day the boughs of goodly trees, branches of palm trees, and the boughs of thick trees, and willows of the brook. And ye shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. And ye shall keep it a feast unto the Lord seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. Ye shall celebrate it in the seventh month. Ye shall dwell in booths seven days. All that are Israelites born shall dwell in booths. That your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. And Moses declared unto the children of Israel the feast of the Lord. Now these feasts found in chapter 23, well, they're festivals called feast in the scripture. When we see the word feast, we, we think about food. Well, the Hebrew word for feast here means an appointed time or season. In other words, we're talking about special Jewish holidays. Seven of the feasts observed by the Jews are found here in Leviticus chapter 23. Two feasts originated later on in Jewish history. One was the Feast of Dedication, known as the Feast of Lights or the Feast of Hanukkah. And the other one is Purim. Purim was um, established in the book of Esther. That was after the exiles returned to the land. Now, I've provided a table in the written notes of BibleTrack.org to out, actually outline the feast for you. Um, it's uh, worth your time to go look at that table. Let me just summarize the feast that we just saw here, the festivals, by uh, giving you a brief overview of the table itself. First, you have the Feast of Passover. It's specified uh, here in this chapter, in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 5. You also find it in some other passages, but look at the table to be able to identify those passages. It's observed on the 14th day of the first month each year. That's Nisan. And um, it's commemorated God's deliverance of the Hebrews from Egypt 
the Jews observe the Passover meal on that uh, on that day. Then you have the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which starts the day following the Passover. It's the 15th day of the first month, Nisan, and lasts until the 21st day. Uh, the way they observed that was they ate unleavened bread for seven days. No work on the first day, and it marked the beginning of the barley harvest. It was the first of three annual trips that they made to Jerusalem each year later on in Jewish history. Thirdly, you have the Feast of First Fruits. That one is specified in Leviticus chapter 23, verses 9 to 14. It's observed on the first Sunday after Nisan 15th. It accompanied the offering of the first barley harvest to God. And then you have the Feast of Weeks, or otherwise known as the Feast of Pentecost, specified in verses 15 to 21 of this chapter. It was 50 days after the first Sabbath following the Passover. That made it always on a Sunday. It marked the end of the early summer wheat harvest. The Hebrew word for week is also translated seven. Literally, Pentecost was exactly seven weeks to the day after the Feast of First Fruits. It was the second of three annual trips to Jerusalem. And as a matter of fact, on the day of Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2, the people were gathered there, Jews from everywhere, because of that special festival. Next, you have the Feast of Trumpets, also known as Rosh Hashanah. Uh, it's specified in verses 23 to 25 here. It's the first day, is when it was observed, the first day of the seventh month. It had some special trumpet blast, no work that day, and they had some special offerings that were made. And then the really, really big day, the Day of Atonement, also known as Yom Kippur. It's specified here in chapter 23, verses 26 to 32. And it was observed on the tenth day of the seventh month. That was a day of fasting. Special offerings by the high priest to atone sins of Israel for a full year were made on that particular day. No work performed on that day, and everybody fasted, as I just mentioned. Then you have the Feast of Tabernacles. That's specified in verses 33 to 36 here. It lasted in the seventh month from the 15th to the 22nd day. It marked the beginning of a new agricultural year. It was symbolized by the construction of booths decorated with greenery for the harvesters, and it was the third of three annual trips to Jerusalem that the Jews made later on in Jewish history. Now, there are two uh, festivals that aren't specified here in Leviticus chapter 23, but were observed by Jews ever since the, the uh, beginning of them, the Feast of Dedication, also known as Hanukkah, we find a reference to it in John chapter 10, verse 22. It was observed on the 25th day of the ninth month, and it lasted for eight days. It was actually instituted around 164 B.C. after the death of Antiochus Epiphanes. He had defiled the temple, and that was the commemoration of when the temple was cleansed after it had been desecrated. It was commemorated over an eight-day period of lighting candles on an eight-candle lamp. You'll see a lot of those eight-candle lamps in homes of Jews today. And then lastly, we have the Feast of Purim, or the Festival of Purim, also known as the Feast of Lots, because, well, the word Purim means lots. It's actually uh, found in Esther chapter 9, verses 18 to 32. That's when it was uh, begun. Uh, it commemorates a time when the Jewish people living in Persia were saved from extermination. It's celebrated on the 14th and 15th days of the 12th month, Adar. 
since that's the day that the Jews celebrate as having been spared from extermination, it's a party day, as a matter of fact, and some have referred to it as the Jewish Mardi Gras. So those are the uh, feasts, the seven specified in Leviticus chapter 23, and uh, two that are specified later on in Jewish history. Again, if you'd like a complete overview and look at all the other verses that deal with these festivals and uh, all the pertinent information, see the chart that is included on the reading for today, uh, March 9th, and you'll be able to study that and get a grasp on it. Also, there's a link to the Jewish calendar itself, which is a lunar calendar, and it'll give you an idea how that calendar actually worked. And you'll find that calendar, by the way, under the topic section of BibleTrack.org. There you'll find the uh, not only the calendar, but you'll also find this chart for the festivals. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walton.